welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown, and Mike, we are still in the bunkers recording this. Now, people might be out and about in certain towns around the country by the time this airs, uh, but you and I are still locked down, buddy. Yeah, uh, Nashville is being uh, on the cautious side of things, and I don't say that as a criticism. I, there, I just say as a point of information, there are areas in the country that appear to be opening up more than Nashville is so far. So yeah, um, areas in our state, as yeah, a matter of fact, yeah, but exactly. Nashville is its own own municipality. Yeah, and maybe that's the maybe that's the new normal, uh, or well, that's not normal, but maybe that's what to, <laughs> is to be expected. Is this is going to be state by state, region by region, and uh, and of course we know our podcast audience is all over the country and and even the world somewhat. So we. We uh, we can't presume to know what everybody listening to us right now is are doing. Uh, it's right. probably as unique as each individual area is, but we're pressing on, and we and for now we are still in the bunker for sure. We we yeah. are, and Mike, one thing that's continued uh, throughout this entire time is just an increase in creativity. We we talked a couple of weeks ago about creativity in crisis, and um, man, a few weeks later on down the line, I'm just seeing it increase, and I know you are too. Well, it continues, and and we see that at Lifeway too. I, you know, as people are listening to this. I am not sure at what state of announcement uh, this information is going to be, but I'm going to throw it out there uh, so people, if they, they, they will hear about this, if they haven't already hear about it. But we have a program that's going to be rolled out called the Church Assistance Plan. And I just, uh, I don't think the public announcement has left our organization yet, but very soon Lifeway is going to make a public announcement around something called the Church Assistance Plan. And it's a remarkable thing that's going to include uh, just short-term but very special and significant opportunities for churches to access material from Lifeway. And that includes Lifeway worship. It includes uh, church supplies, but it includes curriculum and Bible studies and books and all sorts of things. And in because Lifeway, we are down the chain from... The church, in the sense that whatever's happening in the church is going to be felt by Lifeway, because uh, we're just tethered to the church, and so we are anticipating that churches are going to have financial challenges, in for for months at least, uh, and Lifeway is trying to step into the gap because we know that ministry still needs to happen, and churches still still will need resources, and so be looking for. Uh, something from Lifeway uh, that that's called the Church Assistance Plan that is designed to help churches be able to step up even in a time of, of financial challenge. Yeah, it's a great program and some wonderful um, th- giveaways and wonderful things to help churches ride out the storm resources uh, and, and things that are going to help them. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that too, Mike, and I'm glad you brought that up. Hopefully by the time this airs, uh, all that information will be available at Lifeway.com, but if not, very, very shortly to come. Yeah, very good. But so Lifeway's been trying to be creative in this space. I, I also think about our friends over in the kids area. Uh, they, they've produced a booklet. It's about 11 or 12 page booklet on, on four ways to do VBS in the, in the, uh, quarantine. 
and I've seen it. It's really well put together. It's got a lot of creative ideas about, to, a, to a church and how a church could execute a vacation Bible school strategy, even while their people are scattered apart and the mission opportunities that that presents. And so uh, if you haven't seen that, you could, you could check that out from Lifeway Kids, uh, Four Ways to Do VBS. Uh, right now, and uh, and man, uh, it's just it just is another example of how this year and this summer and this spring is unlike anything any of us have ever experienced, for sure. No doubt. And Mike, I know in worship, uh, we're discussing right now, and I don't want to jump the gun too much, but just creative ways to have things. You know, we, we're not going to have the reading sessions at our summer event, Worship Life mm-hmm. Gatlinburg, right. or Worship Life Riverside. So we're looking at really creative ways to have some reading sessions, to have some ways to preview music in, in ways similar uh, that we're, since we're not having the event this year and some really creative things happening there. And of course, what uh, Tim and Chastity and the marketing team put together, they've already done the, some of those virtual choirs. And I know there's more of that coming. So more creativity from Lifeway Worship as well. Is on yep, absolutely. And and so just let's just keep the lines of communication as open as possible. And as always, everybody listening can get directly to us by just emailing worship at lifeway.com. And, uh, and our team would be happy to answer any question you might have about some of the opportunities to help you get through uh, this crisis. But here's, here's an interesting thing, Brian. Our audience are people that already this time of year are beginning to think, some people are already thinking a lot about it, but beginning to think about Christmas. And, yeah, uh, and you know, we, our Red Box Choral Club uh, is going out, and about the time this will air, that, that club will start shipping in a few days after that, and churches will start getting all of these resources from Lifeway Worship that we've been working on all year. Uh, and in this next box are going to be uh, all of the resources around Christmas. And there's some wonderful Christmas things that are going to be in this box that we're very excited about churches to have. And, and then, some, of course, some other non-seasonal things. But it does raise the question, what does it look like for a church to come out of this social distancing worship uh, reality that we're all dealing with? Uh, what is that going to look like? How are we going to get out of this? And then what in the world are we going to do when we put a Christmas program together? Uh, surely by December, the church is gathering again. But boy, the path between here and there, none of us really quite know. But I've been really fascinated to see and to hear about what church guys are doing. And I think you were sharing, you're hearing as well um, from churches and some of the creative things that churches are beginning to do to kind of come out of this quarantine season in anticipation of when we'll all be gathered again in worship. Yeah, Mike, as you uh, alluded to, uh, different parts of the country handling things different ways. So there's some parts of the country that are opening up very soon. And I have seen some churches online talk about gathering back together. Um, one particular church has uh, movable chairs uh, like we've had. Any, any any of you who've been through a process of growing a church and maybe meeting for worship in a gymnasium, that kind of thing, or maybe you just designed your church with movable chairs. So this one church I read about is going to remove, they're planning on meeting uh, as soon as May 13th. They're going to remove every other row, and they're going to stack their chairs in groups of five and put six feet between each group of five so families can sit together. Uh, Another church I heard about, pews, uh, they're just going to ask their congregants to sit every other pew and to sit no more than groups of five. And in choir lofts, um, having choirs stand with a couple empty chairs in between them, uh, maybe dividing the choir into a couple of, of smaller choirs and those kind of things. So guys are getting really creative thinking about coming back together. And then, of course, when you talk about 
Christmas, Mike. Uh, rehearsals for a lot of choirs start in August. Um, yeah. And, and we many, many, many places might still be under these kinds of social distancing restrictions when that comes yeah, back. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting to think about um, not just the worship gathering, but the rehearsal realities yeah. that a church is facing. And, and, and like, as we've already said, uh, multiple approaches to this depending on what area of the country you're in. And, and you, you might be in an area of the country where the governor has instituted some guidelines that your church is wanting to follow. And maybe your mayor has instituted something that's, that's maybe slightly different than what the governor mm-hmm. has said. And that's, that's the reality we're facing here in Middle Tennessee, where, the, where you, like you said, Nashville is taking a different approach to this than maybe some of the other areas of the state. So, um, and how to, how to plan and navigate all of that. So, um, I've been doing a lot of Zoom conferences. Uh, as a matter of fact, my friend Steve Gaines, the pastor of the great church over in Memphis, Bellevue, he tweeted this week, I am about Zoomed out. And, uh, <laughs> and I liked his tweet because, uh, I follow him and I love, I love his ministry so much. And our friend Mark Blair is the worship leader and Steve Wiggins over there. Yes. And those guys uh, are, he said, I'm about zoomed out. I liked his, his tweet. <laughs> uh, and I've been watching their services, by the way. They're one of the churches I've been following and love what they do. But um, what churches are, are, what choirs have been doing in recent weeks are these virtual choir rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Now, we all, we've all seen virtual choir. It seems like uh, every few minutes somebody else posts one of those, and they're, and they're very fun <laughs> to do and interesting. And, and, uh, and, and I've been even a part of a couple of those, and we did our own. Brian, you remember yeah. we, we are over 50,000 views now, That the one we did at Life We Worship several weeks ago. But, awesome. But we're having these virtual choir rehearsals. I did two last night with different churches, and I'm doing another one tonight, and I did one earlier this week. And basically, uh, what guys are doing are bringing their choirs together in a Zoom-type format where everybody can see each other. And, and it speaks to, this was something I tried to blog about this week, it speaks to this longing that we have as churches to gather again, but even a longing that choirs are experiencing to come back together in a community and, but now I'll tell you, Zoom is not a great platform to do rehearsal through. <laughs> because <laughs> right. if you've had much Zoom experience in recent weeks, uh, you know it's a nightmare to have a lot of people on a Zoom call and everybody's mic be open. You can't, you can't oh. even, uh, I mean, you can't even think it's so chaotic. So everybody's mic is off. And then there are some technical challenges around playing a track and showing music at the same time. And then everybody's mic is off. So... So this whole idea of, of, of singing together, rehearsing together, uh, is virtually um, uh, challenging for sure. And then, and then you have this reality. I experienced this last night. You try to conduct a choir on a platform like Zoom. Well, everybody's internet connection is at different speeds. Right, right. <laughs> so there's even some that are, you know, a glitch behind or maybe they freeze for a second. I mean, it's, it's just impossible to do. And yet, with all of those, even with all those challenges and frustrations, churches are still doing it because the choirs are so desperate to get back together and experience music together, anticipating the day when we will all be together again and able to sing and, and lead worship together. But man, it's been, it's been something. And 
I'm doing one of those tonight. I've got churches um, that are reaching out and wanting us to join them in a Zoom experience. I'm not, by the way, I'm not asking our audience to do that because uh, I've got plenty already. But uh, it's just fascinating to see this longing of community that, that churches are experiencing and yet even choirs are experiencing, I, I would suggest, even at a whole nother level. So that's been kind of cool. Yeah, it's been cool. Uh, you talked about uh, watching the Bellevue Baptist Church, Mike. One of the neatest things about this is, you know, my uncle pastors a church down in Florida, and then my yeah. brother leads worship at a church in Washington, D.C. So it has been really awesome to to kind of uh, watch my uncle preach and my brother lead worship and do some things that we haven't gotten to do uh, because of, of the crisis. So when it, there's, there's always uh, some positives to take out of every situation, and, yeah. and that's been one I've really enjoyed. My brother's church never— Never stream their services until uh, this this crisis happened, and now they're streaming, and, and I can worship with my brother and, and as he leads. Um, and, and again, this is another example of how this kind of test has brought out creativity. And you're right, the longing for God's people to be together um, is what's energizing and infusing this oh, yeah. creativity in churches. <clears throat> and you know what? I I've, I've been doing these little ministry Zoom conferences too, and. And I would tell our listeners, I might still be doing those. So if you'd like to be part of one of those, all you have to do is email us and say, I'd like to be in one of those ministry Zooms. And what I'm doing is we're just gathering 15 or 20 leaders from around the country. And we're just encouraging each other. I'm not, I'm not, it's not a training session. It's not a, a, a preaching session. It's just, it's just a bunch of guys and girls getting together in a Zoom conference, worship leaders. And just sharing with each other and praying for each other. And I, I usually keep them to about 15 or 20 minutes. And if you want to be part of one of those, as you hear this, you can just email us uh, at Lifeway and we'll we'll get you an invite and let you be part of that. Uh, but I'm finding out in these Zoom conferences that I'm doing with ministry leaders that uh, churches are starting to think about how we're going to open back up. Uh, how are we going to, because it's not going to be in most settings because of the restrictions that churches are dealing with. It's not going to be, hey, this Sunday we're open. And everybody come. It, it won't. That's. It's not going to work that way because there are going to be too many guidelines around uh, the gatherings of large gatherings, and it's going to be again. You have to check local listings, kind of like your weather, uh, right. it, it, because every area could be approaching this differently. But here's some of. The, I'll give you a couple of highlights of what I've been hearing in these Zoom conferences. There's a church I know down in Florida that has already planned four phases of a roll-in. They're anticipating guidelines that will say, okay, you can meet up to 50, you can meet up to 100, you can meet up to 200, and et cetera, et cetera, until the finally whosoever will may come. Well, that particular church is a fairly large church. They have um, maybe 12 or 1,500 people attending. And so what are they going to do when there's gathering, when there are gatherings permitted, say, up to 100, but no more than that? Well, they're actually going to go to a multi-worship format that's going to be incredibly aggressive over the course of several days a week instead of all centered on Sunday. So they'll be like having, they'll have a Monday night, they'll have a Wednesday night, they'll have a Friday night, a Saturday, maybe two or three on Sunday, but they might do five or six of those over the course of a week. And, and those gatherings would be, let's just pick the number 100. A uh, hundred people are going to gather, but here's the here's the interesting thing about this: you will have to make a reservation uh, wow. because they can't just say, "Hey, Tuesday night at eleven, uh, or Tuesday at seven, or or Saturday at eleven, or whatever." They they won't be able to 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 do whosoever will may come, even in these smaller settings. 
So they're actually going to like take reservations um, and limit and limit and know ahead of time who's coming. Well, then the worship leader is going to plan around each one of those groups and he'll do the same thing. Um, we're, we can have 20 choir members in this service uh, and he'll start, you know, either enlisting or, or putting together lists. So maybe he has a, a choir of 80 people normally, um, but he's going to have five worship services uh, or seven or eight. And so he's going to be organizing his choir. He'll have a choir presence in each one of those, but it'll be a subset of his choir. And then I, and then I also heard about a guy that's doing something similar. And yet here's what they're doing. Their choir rehearsal is going to be one of their worship gatherings. Oh, I like that. So isn't that cool? So they're actually going to have their choir of 80 meet all together and they'll do some singing and rehearsing, but they're going to treat it like one of the worship services, which by the way, as a, as a worship leader and as a choir director, I always wanted my rehearsals to be worship services. Uh, You know, there were some practical things we'd be doing, but I wanted the spirit to move as we were learning these songs. And so, so here's a church that uh, their choir is going to be a subset and they're going to divide their church up by, I don't think age group is the way to do it, but maybe life stage. And so they're going to, and the, and this particular church is going to have actually a service. They're planning for a service that is going to be considered the high risk service. And that's not just oh, older wow. people. It's people with that may have diabetes or, or some other compromised health immune system where their their vulnerability to a virus might be greater than 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 most people and they're going to have a service that's going to be uh you know kind of the 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 isolation group or the people that need to take extra precaution and they'll be in a smaller setting and maybe fewer people so um those are the kinds of things so step one step two step three but here's one of the common things i begin to hear across uh church uh, plans and that is everybody is already thinking about that service when it's can be whosoever will may come, Amen. and 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 the church I'm thinking about right now told me that they're actually already planning that service and they're planning it to happen in the end of September, uh, thinking that by then they would have gone through these various phases of phase one two three and then by the end of September be able to to do this massive celebration. And man, there going to be some there's going to be some special special things that churches are going to do when the church is all able to get together again. Yes. Wow, I mean it's just amazing. And I I'm so impressed with these shepherds that are leading these ministries who are not bemoaning, oh, we don't get to do this. We didn't get to do our Easter. We you know, they're not they're not they're not grieving that. They are actually how do I shepherd now? And Brian, one more thing I want to say uh, is, and this is a cool thing I'm hearing churches do, is churches, even as churches begin to open back up and worship services begin to be whosoever will may come, even those churches are planning to continue to do a a streamed uh, service, but not just a streamed service that is what they're doing live, a a professionally done, designed for a streaming experience, worship service. So kind of a separate worship service just for the streaming audience. Exactly. There's gonna there are churches that are already talking about because here's we all know this. When you do when you just stream your live service, there are gonna be some things that work live that aren't really designed for a streaming audience. They just are kind right. of they're just kind of peeking in to what's happening inside your 
walls. Now, these churches are actually thinking, how do we continue? What I imagine is these churches are going to have a recording session during the week that will be streamed on Sunday morning. And that recording session will be designed. It will be more in a studio set type environment where the music and the preaching. uh, And here's what I'm finding. Streamed sermons are tending to be shorter than live sermons. Pastors are understanding. Yeah. That man and most pastors are preaching like ten to fifteen minutes shorter in the streamed environment. Musicians are actually approaching this differently. You run your sound differently for stream than you do live, and they're they're creating a streamed recording that is designed for the streamed audience, not just the stream service that they're peeking in on. And so I'm I'm hearing churches say we have found a way to do this well. And we want to continue to do that even after the rest of um, the rest of our services are back and running, because they're understanding the scope of that streamed experience can be so much larger, and can can be far reaching. So all of these things are fascinating, aren't they, Brian? As churches continue to grapple with what we're dealing with, I'm just so proud of these church leaders, and just so blessed by their faithfulness and by their diligence to stay in. And to realize that the church, the church, to say the church isn't meeting is not accurate. The church is meeting, and it's meeting maybe in ways beyond what we've ever met before. But leaders are going to have to really be intentional about doing that well and continuing to shepherd and lead the body of Christ as we all walk through this together. Yeah, Mike, what you said about reach is so true. I've seen story after story of churches that run a hundred or less and their worship services have been viewed by thousands and, and even churches that run thousands. Their worship services are viewed by tens of thousands, oh, yeah. and they're starting yeah. to realize the reach of their church can be. So if you haven't gone yet to streaming, maybe you're just waiting until you can gather back together as a church. Man, I would encourage any church to look into it because you can expand the reach beyond the four walls of your church by using that technology. And a lot of churches have really discovered that their the audience um, that they can gather of, of church of members of God's body is much, much larger uh, by having that. And I love the idea of designing a service particularly for that audience. Yeah, and maybe you find a subset of your people as a musician that are just really better suited for that. Mm. Um, Not everybody, I mean, you're not going to, not everybody in your ministry can do everything that everybody else can do. I mean, you just, that's part of leadership. That's part of our responsibility. Uh, You know, a baseball coach knows that the guy who would be be a great shortstop might not ought to be a pitcher. Right. Uh, and might not ought to play center field. And, and you can use any analogy you want to. And it certainly works in football. We know that the right tackle probably would make a lousy quarterback <laughs> and vice versa. So the, the ministry leader has got to be smart. It's part of the responsibility we have is to assess the abilities. I want to do what I can as a leader to help improve those. I want those people to grow. I want to challenge them musically and artistically and help them get better at it. But, but to put people in those places where their skill set is well-suited. And it might just be that you've got a skilled group of people that will do a streaming thing that might not be as active in other aspects. And then, and then vice versa, the people that are really belong in that choir, not to be there every Sunday, but probably won't find the uh, opportunity in the streaming thing, at least until you can help those skills develop in those people. So, so it's just going to be another layer, I believe, the another layer 
of, of uh, ministry expression that maybe uh, leaders didn't have to deal with or didn't have the opportunity to deal with before that now that's, that's going to be here to stay. I, there's a guy that came to mind just as I said that. I happen to know he listens to our podcast all the time. He's a guy that's in a church that before all this happened had never streamed anything and didn't want to. Like, that's not us and that's not important for us to do. Yeah. And now have been forced to do it and now have gotten good at it and, and now are saying, we'll never not do that. <laughs> did I just do a double negative in that sentence? Probably, but I that's did. okay. I, we know I hope nobody mean. will write us. But this guy says, this is here to stay. And we see this now as an expression of our ministry instead of a something that we have to accommodate. And so uh, no question, the church is learning some skills and, and gaining some capability here that um, that we didn't have before and hopefully will serve us long after uh, this pandemic is over. Amen. Well, Mike, I know we love to hear from our churches all the time. I'm sure many people, as uh, they've been listening today, have uh, thought, you know, I'd love to tell them what we're doing at our church. So please do email us, worship at lifeway.com, and let us know what creative solutions you've found and what lessons God's taught you and how you plan to continue. We'd really love to hear how you plan to continue some of this, even as things get quote unquote back to normal, what things have happened during this season that you plan to continue in your ministry. So worship at lifeway.com. You can also reach us um, at the worshiplife.com website where the blogs and all of the uh, podcasts are posted, articles, and you can interact there. And on social media, we're on all of the uh, familiar platforms of social media as well. Well, until next time for Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan. And we'll get back together to talk about worship and music in ministry again very soon. Mm -hmm.